Trivia Music Show of your favorite pop stars. Hey, folks, we're back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars from a national and international stage. Hang with us as we fill you in and quiz your knowledge on some of the biggest names in music. And along the way, without a doubt, get way off topic. <laughs> I'm your host, TJ Reed, and of course, my man Yoon Chi will be taking you all on a fact-based, I like to say hearsay odyssey <laughs> in the world of music. So, Yoon Chi, do you have someone epic you want to share today? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's the musician that I always look up to, I mean, to specifically to his ability in live concerts. Okay. He's my personal idol in music. So you kind of emulate him a little bit? Of course. Copy and his swag a yeah, little bit? Yeah, if you're going to name someone from the musicians that's like closer to my, to Inchi's stage performance, yeah. it's got to be him. Okay. Sounds good. Oh, now I'm really interested to hear who this person is and their style. Yeah, Let's yeah, yeah. see who you're aspiring to be like, right? See if you can pick up my voice in his singing, right? <laughs> Sounds good. Well, for me, on my side, I got a really interesting band, and I'm switching it up a little bit because this is a different genre, and I think these guys are really special, really iconic, because they brought a lot of people that were maybe not necessarily a fan of this kind of music, but brought them over because their style, their presentation, and what they had to say, their message was just really bizarre and hmm. a little bit... Um, a little bit different. So I think that uh, this band is really special. Probably someone or a group that you are very familiar with. So so they're uh, not... International fame. Very, right. very big uh, musicians. And so um, I'm going to try to keep it as cryptic as possible so that you don't guess who it is. Because I, <laughs> I love when you don't get it right. Save the facts for later. <laughs> for sure. So let's get right to it. Fact number one. So according to Mental Floss, and this is a U.S. online pop authority... The origins of this band is embedded in the punk culture and a decidedly anti-mainstream approach to music, which is pretty much what, what punk is. It's I think that's the purpose of punk. Yeah, just yeah. kind of going against the grain a little bit. and Against um, their parents, <laughs> against, teachers. Against everything, right? Yeah. And <laughs> the band's name had a, uh, had a bit of a journey. And the first name for this band is called, or was called, Fecal Matter. And I think that goes in, well, in line with the genre that they're in, kind of not wanting to be in the limelight. Yeah, and I think so. I think if I'm a punk, <laughs> if I'm a punk musician, I'm going to try to figure out some bizarre names for myself. Yeah, yeah. But not very attractive ones. So it didn't, it didn't <laughs> no, stop there. No. It went from Fecal Matter to Smell Fish. Mm. Okay, and then man bug, <laughs> as ladybug, but but the male version. Okay, yeah, I didn't I didn't even consider that. But the next one was Ted, Ed, and Fred, and none of the band members were named. Ted, that, Ed, and Fred. Yeah, so these three random names, oh. libido, and then finally Skid Row, and that was the one of the other ones that um, actually another band from uh, New Jersey picked that up. But um, so yeah, this band had a music had a, a journey in terms of its title. Right, they but, sound um, really adventurous. Yes, very adventurous. But I, I names, these names yeah. don't sound very appealing to me. I mean, I wouldn't rush to a concert. It's like, oh, I'm gonna 
hear what Smell Fish has to say or, you know, what this, you know, how kind of music they play. I don't know. I like the name Smell Fish. Really? Because I'm from the south part of China in Canton, and there's actually a traditional food is called Smell Fish. Ah, uh, okay. They make the, sm- the smelly version of fish. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just a literal meaning. Yeah, Smell Fish. So you guys got bands that are named Smell Fish or what? No, it's a good advice. <laughs> okay. All right, so let's move. Let's go move on a little bit about this fact. So, this lead singer was uh, living with his mother in high school, and apparently gave him an ultimatum that he needed to get a job or mm. move out. So this is it sounds. This sounds pretty familiar, unfortunately, in the world of music. Some of these <laughs> musicians are being kicked out. Quite How old early. was this a uh, guy? The the girl. Uh, this musician was kicked out uh, when he was either sixteen or seventeen, so oh, okay. still still you know relatively young. And I think that's before the legal age to be yes, independent. I think so. That's right. Oh, it's and, a um, very he, tough mom. He ended up coming home and seeing all of his stuff in boxes, and so she ended up kicking him out, and he had to live under a bridge for a while mm. and um he slept at uh, waiting rooms in the hospital and cardboard boxes well that just sounds like a classical day a typical day for the musicians oh man so and that's and that's according to grunge.com uh, so that's and i and i since i know who it is i can i can hear the influence in this music i think when you're uh, a teenager and you're struggling with um, adolescence as most of us do we are becoming adults and we're at odds with everything and so you have that conflict and then your parents kick you out i think that that's yeah. kind of like the ultimate rejection and uh, and then i can see how this genre of music was born from but why did him did his mother give a reason why she was kicking <laughs> him out well in this article uh, according to Mental Floss, it's well known that this artist was a, quote, slob. So this is someone who just didn't clean, <laughs> didn't wash, didn't do anything around the house and would probably stay in his room for weeks. And so the place would stink mm. and all of that. So this is something that is intolerable for most parents. I don't know. Sounds like he's just being a teenager. Not really? A slob. So you just you were a slob too, or you didn't clean and uh, wash? I, I, and... I guess I was all rightish. I'm not the kind of helper to my parents. <laughs> all rightish. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would say most teenagers are like that. Mm. Isolated. Well, I certainly wasn't like that. I didn't yeah. have that choice. It was like there were some serious and violent repercussions if I didn't get my act together when I was a teenager. Yeah, so you could, you could relate to him because you also <laughs> had a tough mom, I guess. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't get kicked out. But yes, moving right along, this. Things continue to get a little bit more. Well, we're drawing a picture more of this uh, individual. He was bullied in school. And because he was a bit on the thin side, he would wear lots of layers of clothes. And that's something that he carried on into his career in music. I mean, he was always wearing layers of clothes and because he had a complex about his... Up until now. Yeah, well... Not until now, but that time when he, at the peak of his career, he was still wearing a lot of layers. Maybe of he couldn't afford that much clothes now. <laughs> well, well, we will get to <laughs> that know. a little bit later. But it's just interesting how um, what people say to you as a, in your youth can stick with you for a lifetime. That's true. And even though you become famous, even though you be, have a big name, even though you know people, you still are, feel vulnerable against these people. Yeah, of the scars that are left in your childhood. Yeah, yeah. Right, but usually the musicians are the ones to get bullied. I've never heard a musician bullying 
someone else in their childhood. <laughs> well, they probably wouldn't put that in there. Uh, well, that's not true. There's a few rappers that have bullied a lot of people. Oh, <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, it may not be in the school context, but I mean, you know, I think beating people up and taking their shoes, that's probably mm, The tables have turned. <laughs> All right. So we're going to move on to fact number two. And this is according to Factinate. And this is an online celebrity fact database. The lead singer, again, um, dropped out of high school, uh, which is no surprise, seeing that he got kicked out and ended up becoming a janitor at the high school that he dropped out of. Wow. Yeah. How would you how would you Sounds like, like he has a really big heart? I think so. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do it. I think I would probably leave town or something, maybe work yeah. as a janitor at another school, because if you're. It's you know, awkward. You yeah, can, um, it is. Be w- in the same place with the, your old classmates exactly. and teachers. And, they're like, oh. and the, some of them, they used to bully you. Right. And it's like, oh, look at this guy, you know. And I think he would be the butt of all the jokes. So, yeah. A lot of stress from that scenario, I could see. But it's interesting that this scenario played out in his music later on in an actual music video. So, there's a janitor <laughs> dancing in the music video right. in, a, in a high school. And that was kind of an inside joke that mm. not a lot of people got. So, again, that's a, that's a clue for the hardcore fans out there that are listening. So, let's move on a little bit more about this fact. This uh, band's, I guess you could say, history was really turbulent, especially when it came to drummers. I don't know what it is about drummers, but they just got issues, apparently. They, they cycled through, like, five drummers. And <laughs> some of these guys, well, one um, got into a fight with a police officer the lead singer's car got impounded because of this drummer this drummer got into a fight with a police officer i think if you play punk music you, you gotta be really angry and i think that the, the angriest person in the band is usually the, the the drummer seems that way he's always beating something right yeah so it's no surprise that the drummer has done this and that well it doesn't say anywhere that this guy got shot or killed or anything so uh yeah it's an interesting that this guy can get into a fight with a police officer and still be breathing so, is he from the states yeah this is from the states right yeah. and also the next drummer got arrested for assaulting the son of a mayor so that, wow yeah it's just again violence drummers don't know what it is it's gonna be the super idol in the punk group <laughs> so yeah just needless to say i mean i think we talked a little bit about it before about band members and the drama that you know that ensues where you right. have just there's always one or two guys that just can't get along you know someone's not punctual someone's you know high or someone's late or you know all kinds of conflicts come when you have a group of people for musicians i mean it's just but, but this guy's story is completely new oh yeah i mean a fight with the mayor's son <laughs> yeah and i'm sure there's a lot more where that uh where that comes from think you know everything there is to know about your favorite music celebs we'll find out on pop muse the trivia music show of your favorite pop stars we're going to move on to fact number three, and this is according to Mental Floss. The first album... Wait, Mental Floss again. I keep thinking about Dental Floss, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did they get that name on purpose? I don't know where they Mando got that Floss. name from. Right. Maybe it's cleaning out your brain. I have no idea. They should start a hygienic product <laughs> out of this name, right? It's like, Or maybe it's like counseling. 
because they're flossing away the dirt in your mental issues. That sounds pretty good. I think you should and you should contact them. I'm going to register the copyright, the trademark of this after this recording. I think you should do that before someone else snatches it. <laughs> So I I lost my chain of thought. Okay, <laughs> yeah, so, metaphors.、Yeah. <laughs> fact number three. Right. So fact number three. First album for this、uh, band cost six hundred and six dollars.、Mm. Super cheap. I've never heard of anything that cheap to make. And it was paid. Get this, by a new guitarist that they borrowed, and they ended up firing this guy shortly after. So they borrowed him to pay the debt. <laughs> Pretty much, just they used kind of used him to、uh, to pay for the, you know the fees for this album, and then eventually they got rid of him. Really <sighs> unfortunate experience for that guy. I, I guess I did a little bit more reading about him. He ended up playing for another band, a legendary band, and、mm. they, they fired him there as well. So he ended up just this going, guitarist. Yeah, this guitarist. Wow.、And、he just got out of music and went into a different profession.、Oh. So wah, yeah, wah. unfortunately for him, but still an experience, right? And also, the title of the band's most well-known single was inspired by the lead singer's girlfriend's deodorant. Oh, his girlfriend's deodorant. Deodorant, yes.、So、like the 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 product from removing body yeah, odor. Yes, yes. So if you have an idea of some deodorant、mm, brands, you might know the title of this song. It's、so、just connecting with、uh, their their old band's name, Smellfish. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah.、Oh, I think I think a light just kind of went off in, in Eugene.、Right. That's a really strange fact, but I think、yeah. you got it. <laughs> so. Again, during this time, this is where their music was starting to pick up. And again, the lead singer was living inside of his car at the time. And、mm. uh, according to、uh, Grunge.com, the lead singer didn't like the album that brought them success. He didn't like it at all. For him, he thought it was too. Quote、hmm. mainstream, obviously. That's、right? good spirit of artmanship. Yeah, he, he's hardcore. I mean, that he's. I mean, even though he started this, this group started to get a lot more fame. He still had this way about him where he he didn't really like the, the the limelight, and he was always battling it, which is kind of counterintuitive. It's like I want you want to be successful, you want to be noticed, and obviously with that、mm. comes the success and the money, right? I mean, I'm living in my car, so it would be nice to get. You know some riches and to have a different status of life, but、yeah. when with that comes all of the the noise, and I think for you know these guys, it's just not. Well, I can't say necessarily for the entire band, but specifically for the lead singer, it's he's it seems to be a bit difficult.、Yeah. I think he's more of a musician, a true musician, than、mm. just a celebrity. Because he has like a really high standard for the music that he creates, he doesn't、yeah. want to create the crappy pop songs for the general public. He wants to create something that he truly enjoys. Yeah, and identifies and with. Proud of it. Yes, and I think that's why he despised the album that brought them、uh, a lot of fame. Yeah, that's just like Joanna Wong because she doesn't like the the so-called pop jazz music. Yeah, that, yeah, that that's she、right. got famous for. <laughs> The Nora Jones、uh, music. Oh yeah, the Nora, jo- <laughs> <laughs> the Chinese Nora Jones. <laughs> right, right. So a little bit more about this fact. This band was thrown out of their own record release party, and the reason why they were、mm. thrown out is because again, the lead singer started a food fight at the event. Started throwing a food fight. A food fight. 
never like throwing food i never understood this phenomenon i always see it on like you know tv shows and movies where people just start throwing food and they would be always be happy and they had these big smiles on their faces and i'm like i would be pissed off if somebody threw some sauce or some ranch dressing or a watermelon at me i would be a unless you have a hamburger on your hand <laughs> right even if it was a hamburger i'm not but it's a my weird hamburger. combination it is it's i crazy. i i expect the, the the word fight to be to be mixed with a girl fight Pillow fight, pillow fights. Yeah, yeah, but not food fight. Food fights. If you、yes. want to hurt somebody, I think throwing food is not a、I、very smart choice. I don't think it's intended to hurt people.、Uh, I think to some, humiliate. Some people do it for fun. They think it's fun. And again, when they, when you see it done, it's always people have these big smiles on their faces. Like it's this. <laughs> did he had the big smile on his face? Well, apparently <laughs> not. I mean, I, I think he did for a while until the bouncer threw them all out. And then that、um, was the end of that.、Um, okay, that's bizarre, <laughs> and that's punk. Well, I, I give him that. I, I guess, and that I guess in this、um, same report, it mentions how that night they went and caused ruckus in, in a few other venues. They were thrown out of、uh, some other、uh, for destroying a fire hydrant, and they got kicked out of that joint. And just the night、mm. just wails a train wreck. Apparently, but why did they have to expel the whole group? <laughs> <laughs> It was just him. <laughs> <laughs> so now you get my riff. That seems. I、yeah. think that this the、uh, the lead singer is probably someone that's a little bit more different. I don't think that everyone in the band felt this way,、mm. but most definitely, it was different. Yeah, and he just kind of took everybody with him, whether they <laughs> whether they supported his. Yeah, the others were trying to draw a line with this guy, but he was saying, "No, I'm with them. They're with me." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's move on to fact. Number four, and this is according to CNN.、Uh, the album cover, and this is probably a really、uh, big fact. Okay, this is going to draw a really clear picture for most people out there. More years. The album cover of their signature album depicts a naked baby underwater, and this year, and this is 2021. This year. Uh, the child, who is now an adult, is suing the band, claiming that it is child pornography, and said that I、yeah. feel like the world's biggest porn star. And so this guy, and I think that's it's interesting. Like I, I didn't think about it in that way. I mean, I would, I think from the first thought, you would think, oh, it's kind of cool to be on the cover of one of the most legendary, but with clothes. <laughs> right, <laughs> <laughs> but wait, how 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 old is this former baby now?、Uh, in his thirties. Wow! So that cover, that album, was made thirty years ago in the nineties, almost. Yeah, so he's、uh, still a relatively young man, but I guess it has impacted him a lot. In his life, probably was teased th- about it. I think I have read about the news. Yes, there's this、um, hmm. suing that's taking place. I think one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. This person is requesting, and probably a little bit more. So, yeah, it's again, it's it's interesting. I I would never have thought. I somehow think that people would be happy to be on an album cover, especially、Still、a legendary one. Yeah, but yes, <laughs> with clothes on would probably、right. be better. <laughs> so. This is the last fact I'm going to give you, and this is according to History.com. The lead singer actually is quite famous for actually the way that he ended his life. Unfortunately, this singer, at the age of 27, put a shotgun to his face or in his mouth and pulled the trigger, and that was obviously the end of the band. The end of not necessarily their fame. Their fame grew. It was a shot that was heard all around the world, 
and immortalized this uh, this this um, musician and you know their uh, their works. So that's uh, something that's pivotal. I mean, when you when you mention this this band and this person, this is something that happened that most right. people are aware of and know who they are. And um, according to a 2016 Help Day interview from his cousin, actually, who's a psychiatrist, she mentioned how in the family there were two. He had two uncles that had that was suffering from a bipolar disorder, and this is where. Mm. You know, you have kind of like two different uh, emotions where you're really, really depressed, where things oh, are, right. it's really dangerous, you know, where you're just all ultimate low and then it's either ultimate high. Yes. Yeah. So you're super, either your way. mood swings are really extreme. And so this can cause some really extreme behavior. And he he battled with it for his entire life. And so that's a family issue. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like possibly line. hereditary. So. So yeah, that was uh, a, a really pivotal fact, and I think at this point, I'm going to ask you who you think this artist is. I feel like I should know oh. from the news <laughs> that, uh, that the lead singer shot himself at the age of 27. He must have been on the headline of the news. Oh yes, absolutely, oh, absolutely. No, but it just slipped through my mind. Oh man, really? <laughs> <laughs> so you so you could at least guess the genre of the music right yes okay punk music right, right. and you can't you don't know any bands in this realm mm. <laughs> <laughs> crickets <laughs> i don't want to say lincoln park but okay well i mean that's because they're they're not punk but they kind of are in a way y yeah inspired definitely by this band so, so it's even before Lincoln Park. Before Lincoln Park, yeah. Yeah, but the lead singer of Lincoln Park, he also died from something else, I think. Yeah, he also ended his life as well. All mental mental issues as well, I think. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm gonna throw you a bone here and just go ahead and give you <laughs> the name of the artist. And this is the band's name is Nirvana. Okay. And yes, Nirvana <laughs> is one of the yeah. big. Damn, music is punk. Okay. I kind of picture that as rock. Yeah, this it, the style is kind of well originally punk, and then it kind of they they launched this uh, or they popularized yeah. this genre called grunge, and so this style was really uh, it, it changed music uh, in a lot of ways, and um, it changed um, well clothing for one thing. I mean, the, the guys they shattered that image of you having to look really nice and glamorous on stage and they wore torn jeans and flannel shirts and this was oh, okay. kind of the style where it was like you, know, you don't have to look you didn't like have a superstar yeah. people didn't have that by that time yeah so yet. that was one thing that they they, they changed they changed um, fashion style you know the fashion <laughs> and of course the rock and roll dream of mm -hmm. um they, they they kind of popularized the the road because obviously these guys had a really rough upbringing when it came to uh, music but they kind of uh, it was celebrated in this uh, genre and also depression was something to talk about before that you never really heard um, artists speak so much on it but with these guys I mean it was something that was quite prevalent in their music and you it, they inspired a lot of other musicians after that and you mentioned Linkin Park um, Pearl Jam, mm. um, you know, Cedar, Nickelback. I mean, the list goes on from there. A lot of different musicians were very quite uh, emo, I guess you could say, <laughs> were able to share that and speak on some of this, you know, difficulty that they're dealing with. 
So、uh, emo、um, to me sounds like the word for adolescent. Yeah, 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 just dealing with teenagers. Right, right, dealing with emotions, right? Yes. Yeah. So, and today I got a few tracks that I'd like to share from this band. Obviously, there's a lot more, but we don't have the copyright for them, so I can't play them. So for today, I got "Come as You Are," followed by the Heart Shaped Box. Let's hear it. Yes, I know. 
That was Nirvana with Heart Shaped Box. They have a style where they kind of switch from slow and soft to screaming. You know, I think that's kind of their signature sound where they... Right. And it's, 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 it seems very emotional. And I mean, you know? their style sounds very consistent. Because my favorite song from Nirvana is obviously Smells Like Teen Spirit. Right. And this yeah, song is, I mean, the structure, the composition just sounds very similar to mm, that mm. one. Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Kurt Cobain. Loved his music and, well, loved their music, rather. And I believe that they will live on to be the gods of grunge. So, Yun Chi, on a more lighthearted note, who you got for right. us today? So, remember, I told you that this musician is the closest one among the musicians that closest one to my style on performing, right? Okay. And actually, when I was teaching... Really interested in what <laughs> this sounds like. <laughs> yeah. And just a, a bit of follow-up on this, when I was teaching Mandarin in the UK, mm -hmm. I actually picked... You were teaching Mandarin in the UK? Yeah, can you imagine that? Oh, wow. Okay. To folks like you, right? Interesting. Non-native speakers of Mandarin. And I picked a song from this musician, and I taught my students mm. to sing this song in Mandarin. Oh, okay. That's oh, really I used cool. that same strategy when I was teaching. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's fun, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, music is a universal language. Yeah, I just... A lot of people say that. The student, when the students don't like the song... You have to convince them that it's a good song anyway. <laughs> yeah, but depends on what kind of song you pick. Right. right. You're like, not going to pick like look, a... kids, I don't care if you like it or not, okay? I enjoy it, and that's all that matters, all right? So learn the lyrics. <laughs> You're not going to teach like the English learners to rap uh, Eminem? <laughs> Whatever I like, right? Right. So, but we're going to start with this musician's um, family, his upbringing first, and... You don't sound very excited to announce that. Yeah, but... <laughs> A lot of facts. This musician doesn't really have that kind of like juicy facts. No juicy facts, huh? Yeah, all the facts that about him today are related to music. Okay. <laughs> so it's kind of boring, his life, because <laughs> people recognize him or know him as the musician. But yeah. apart from that, there's not much about him. So fact number one, of course, he was born into a very artistic family. All right. And when he was a kid, he actually shot commercials for Baby Formula. Baby Formula? Yes. And I thought you said this guy was all about music, man. So he was a model <laughs> for Gerber and all of these baby companies or what? It's just like that uh, naked kid. Did, yeah, did he get traumatized as he got older? Like, well, hey, that's... No, because he had a clothes on. <laughs> but he shot commercials for Baby Formula and also Coca-Cola wow. as a kid. So, so he was balling as a kid. He was yeah, a baby celebrity. 
it's something that you don't remember that much after you have grown up because it's a, the memories from when you're really little. So his dad is kind of like celebrity because、okay. his dad is an actor slash singer slash composer slash TV host for a children's program. That explains the Coca Cola opportunity. Okay. Oh yes, of、right. course. <laughs> and his mom is actually from a family of Peking opera professionals. Oh,、right. wow! So is his mother as well. His mother is also a professional Peking opera singer. So that's why he later in his interviews he talked about for multiple times about when he was a child.、Mm-hmm. His dad is a big fan of Elvis. Elvis, all right. Right. So when he was a kid, there will be one room in the home blasting the songs of Elvis. Okay. But the other room from his mother's, his mother would be singing the Peking Opera, and that's a really interesting type of singing, man. I mean, the voice is like,、uh, I, I can't even completely do- different. Very different. I can't even duplicate it. I wish I could. <laughs> and it's his exact words. He said, "I was caught between these two different kinds of music, and it almost deranged myself."、Mm. And that actually helped him to become a musician to sort of combine the music between the Elvis、East. and Peking Opera. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> he actually did a song about Peking Opera, yeah, and it was quite famous. But that was fact number one. So now let's move on to fact number two. Wait a minute! You said that you fashion your style of music after this guy. So is your? Do you do like Peking? Can you can you do the voice? I guess I could try. Like、uh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, they kind of like very. Very high pitched voice of singing, but I didn't quite catch that. Could you do that one more time? <laughs> I think you would. Would you like to present that picking opera skill of nah, yours? I'm good, man. I, I think you did an excellent job for us. <laughs> but we are actually going to talk about picking opera. Well, one of his songs that combined R and B music、mm. and picking opera later. Okay. All in the facts. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Think you know all there is to know about some of your top music celebs? Think again. We'll find out on Pop News, the trivia music show of your favorite pop stars. Tune into the conversation and discover some fun and shocking details about some of the world's household names in music. Check it out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast. So that was fact number one. So number two is that this guy, this musician, he studied in UCLA. UCLA, alright. So instead of music, he majored in psychology. Oh, okay. Also minored in filmology. So after college, to make a living for himself, he did eighteen months of clerical work in LA's de- police department. Wow, that's、right. that's very different. And apart from that, he also worked different that's jobs. Definitely an odd job. Yeah, but apart from the work of as a clerk,、mm-hmm. he also worked several different jobs:、uh, an English tutor, a staff in a sugar factory. Wow, <laughs> sugar factory, a sugar factory. A, okay, a music shop, a shoe store, clothing store. That's a bit normaler, right? <laughs> normaler. Normaler. And the reason why he minored in filmology is he's had this kind of dream of working for in Disney, okay, in the film industry. He actually worked as an extra, <laughs> okay, in an action thriller f- film. Nice. It's called Black Rain. <laughs> back in the nineteen eighty nine. 
So I guess I you. I think it was a big blockbuster. It might yeah, have been a, no. it might have been a, a Hollywood bomb. I think for I sure. <laughs> yeah. So and in the film, in this action film, he played a role as a Japanese policeman. <laughs> Really, <laughs> that's the stereotype. So that's the he got the training from working at the、uh, police station, right? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> but、yeah. uh, but I'm seeing this as like the kind of like it, it is difficult for、so、he knew how to walk and stick out his stomach and have a donut.、That's、he actually、right. stayed there for eighteen months. Eighteen months. That's right. So he's、yeah. got the police swag. But、uh, yeah, I think it's kind of funny because he played a Japanese poli- policeman. <laughs> <laughs> right, instead of a Chinese policeman. Well, you know, in America, man, it's hard to tell. I mean, people don't know the difference there, so they yeah. Just... <laughs> so, you know, Vietnam is a really cool place. Yeah, it's it's right next to China.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of stereotype. You get a lot of different Hollywood stars that are from different ethnic backgrounds that play characters from all kinds of different backgrounds. And at first, I thought there was something wrong with that, but you know, the U.S. is kind of a melting pot, so everybody's there and. At the end of the day, it's just more work opportunity as an actor, really. Yeah, that's just the way it is. So, by the time he was working in the music shop, that's when his talent in music was discovered.、Mm. So there was this gentleman that、so、he was a gentleman trans- or a customer.、Uh, there's a difference. There's difference. <laughs> so it's a customer. <laughs> okay, just some random guy. Yes,、yeah, a, ran- okay. a random guy, a customer who happened to be a gentleman. Okay. And he was having trouble buying a guitar, and this guy actually happened to be a music producer. Okay. Who is the father of jo- Joanna Wong? Oh. Oh. <laughs> and so Mr. Wong, after listening to this guy's demos, and then he thought this musician he's really gifted,、mm. and he quote. Quoting him, he said, "He has never heard anyone singing R&B music in Mandarin with such a natural flow." Oh, yeah, that's the biggest genre that got this musician famous: R&B music. R&B music. Okay,、right. so he's got a soulful voice, huh? Okay, yeah, that's a good adjective. I gotta write that down.、Right. Soulful voice. Yes. Okay. All right. So is mine. <laughs> so let's move on to fact number three. All right. So he released a self-titled album, and he was nominated for a total of five awards in the Golden Melody Awards. The what? The Golden what? At the Golden Melody Awards. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> so he was nominated. For the best newcomer, best singer, best producer, best song, and best album, best everything. It's amazing. Yeah, that's kind of practically all, <laughs> all the awards. He's got them all. <laughs> I think that's practically all the awards that you have for the music awards, right? That's right. Yeah, but that he was nominated and he won two of these five awards. Okay. Yeah, and because of this, a lot of my favorite songs from this musician are actually from this album, and one of the songs. He actually shot the music video with Coco Lee. And, Coco Lee. Yeah,、oh, and they won、yeah. the MTV Awards for Best Chinese Video in the 1998. 1998. Yeah, that's when MTV、uh, music videos were pretty hot. Wow. Now let's move on to fact number four. Okay. In 2006, remember I said all the facts are about music. So in, but they're not about music. This guy's done all <laughs> kinds of things. He was like in a movie, Black Rain, right? 
<laughs> he worked at a police station. I mean, it's not all about music. It seems like he's got a quite of a colorful background, if you ask me. He got me there. But in <laughs> so this one is so in 2006, this guy he had a sudden inspiration for music, right? right? And then he rushed out of his home shopping for a musical instrument because he didn't didn't have that at home by that time, <laughs> and、uh, in his motorbike. Okay. He's riding his motorbike, and when he was making a left or right turn, oh no, the motorbike slipped、oh. on the gravels and got his right index finger fractured.、Oh, and、man. then later he had his this finger implanted with a medical screw. Wow, a medical、okay. screw. So he had to get a screw to keep it.、Huh? Yes,、yeah, so、I guess that's why can... I don't ride motorbikes, man. <laughs> I I'm terrified of them, and I think it doesn't necessarily mean you are a bad driver. It just takes one person out there to not see you and bump you or yeah, anything. Just vulnerable when you're riding. Yes,、this. absolutely. I mean, car accidents are not fun either, but at least in a car, you got some protection.、Mm. On a bike, that's that's it, man. You're you're gonna be flying. You're gonna be yeah. Or lose a finger.、Apparently. Yeah, and he got himself implanted with a medical screw. I guess you can say he's screwed <laughs> after this. <laughs> right? And that was actually back in 2006,、uh-huh. and only earlier this year in April,、mm. after 15 years. Yeah, he finally got his screw taken out of his finger.、Mm. After the screw was taken out, this musician wrote in his social media that I will forever remember you being a part of my life. The screw, <laughs> the screw, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like you know, something you write for your lover. Did he make a song about it? <laughs> I would hope. I think he should because it's something that's. This in- guy's your idol, right? <laughs> yeah, because that's something that's that's been with him for 15 years. Oh man, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, and I think for his hardcore fans, you already know who this guy is. Yeah, that that sounds pretty distinct. So the last fact I have for you is if you are his fan but haven't been following up with his recent、uh, situations,、uh-huh. in 2015 he was caught. Well. Cheating on his wife, oh, yeah, and he、well. actually apologized on a press meeting for cheating to his wife, and he made a PowerPoint. A with, PowerPoint <laughs> with details <laughs> about the time, location, per- persons, context. <laughs> persons with an S. <laughs> I think it's like person for different occasions, <laughs> not persons for one occasion. That's pretty legendary. I've never heard of anyone making a PowerPoint of. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of cute in a way, but no, I'm not justifying his behavior. But I'm just saying, making a point for this. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, but at least he addressed the、uh, the situation because I think that a lot of you know infidelity happens whether you're in stardom or not.、Um, but most stars, it just comes out in the open and it's a media frenzy for a while. But they don't come forward and really speak on it. Not always. I mean, it happens、yes. once in a while. I mean, the PowerPoint thing is. <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of a stretch, but、um, I think that、um, you know he didn't have to say anything because I mean again that's very private, and I think that if you do something in your personal life and it gets out, I don't think that that's the world's business, you know. And I think a lot of people may feel that way too. I mean, this is something that's going on with me in my my personal life. Why do I need to apologize to the public? That's true. At least he- nothing to do with you guys. He's brave enough to apologize. And, yeah, uh, and yeah, in, th- in that press meeting, he was also thanking his wife and <laughs> his parents-in-law to for their forgiveness.、But、doesn't that sound like a publicity stunt a little bit? I mean, it just seems like okay, I'm going to make this apology. That way, I mean, I don't get into more trouble. 
You know what I mean? Hmm. I guess you see it in the states with certain athletes or certain stars that are being sponsored by certain companies. You know, and when they make a mistake or a blunder of some sort, sometimes they need to say something to appease the company that's sponsoring them in order not to lose that deal. You know what I mean? I have no. <laughs> I should. I have no. I don't know how to comment on that. <laughs> And in one of his interviews, he—I'm quoting him here. So he said he never asked anybody to idolize him because he's not a role model on a personal level. So he personally appreciates—he—he really—he's a big fan of Woody Allen. Okay.、Uh, but he married his the daughter that he adopted. Oh right, right. Yeah, that was yeah. a bit controversial. Yes,、yeah, it was very controversial. <laughs> so he said, even though he did that, but he's not my dad. So the stuff stuff that he did. The the negative things that he did are not gonna influence me.、Mm. So at the very beginning, he fell in love with his movies,、yeah. and he's able to distinguish, delineate a person and their products. I think so. You know, I think that as people, we have to look at what someone has done, their their works, the positives, and take from that the you know what can help you become better and discard the negative stuff, right? Instead of you know trying to duplicate it or copy it, but you know, You know, in this world,、right. sometimes we have a lot of misguided people out there that, if they like you enough, they will try to copy and do exactly what it is that you do because it brings them closer to you in a way, which is kind of strange. Like that song we heard from Eminem, "Stan," right? Yeah, you know, writing a song about people a fan, really, yeah, they identify with you so much that they will even take on some of your bad behaviors too. So that's my. Attitude for him as well. I really appreciate and admire his music, but I don't condone behavior and mistakes that he has made before.、Sure. Right? And for I think for the time for his affair, it was a big hit in the Chinese media. And I think if you're from China, a big hit. <laughs> you you already know who this person is. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me guess real quick. Is it、um, Shang Yue? <laughs> Let's hear what the judges say. <laughs> All right. So, who is it? So, the name of this musician is David Tao. David Tao. David Tao. Okay. And he got a title for the Godfather of Mandarin R&B music. It's funny that he actually dissed this title later. Yeah. Yeah. He said, "In my music, it's not just the R&B because I incorporated American country music and rock as well. It's not just the R&B, but it's probably just the the market needs a stunt." Yeah, they got a bad habit of doing that, and it's attractive to the eye. They need something yeah, to coin just, you. The, the market just does this, and it's kind of. It can be. I think it's it's annoying, and it sounds like the artists themselves don't really like it. Right. So the music that I'm presenting to you today from David Tao is called "Zhao Zizi," Find Myself. Oh, nice. Right, and this is also the song that I taught my students learning Mandarin. <laughs> Finding myself. <laughs> Well, before we get to that, Yunchi, I think we're gonna call it, man. Thank you so much for sharing this musician, and for all of you out there listening, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Pop Muse. And of course, we are looking forward to do more trivia's on your favorite stars. Be sure to send us an email, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. I'm TJ Reed, and this is Yunchi. All right, guys, we'll see you next time. See ya.
十六十六点六度，快要疯狂，我的眼珠。忽然一场大雨降下来，汗水被那雨水冲走，结束四十天的折磨，荒漠一转变成了绿洲。下一口我就全明白，可不可以让我再让我再一次回到那个美丽世界里，找自己，找自己。哗啦啦啦啦，天在下雨，哗啦啦啦啦，云在哭泣，哗啦啦啦啦，滴入我的心。Oh yeah， 不要说我只会胡思乱想。我说我只会妄想，哗啦啦啦啦，让我去淋雨。Oh yeah， 我只希望能够再能够再次回到那个美丽时光里，找自己。挤<笑>在公车像个沙丁鱼，上班下班每天是规律，这么多的人到哪里去？到那个美丽世界里去逃避，逃避。哗啦啦啦啦，天在下雨；哗啦啦啦啦，云在哭泣；哗啦啦啦啦，滴入我的心。Oh yeah， 不要说我只会胡思乱想，不要跟我说我只会妄想。哗啦啦啦啦，让我去淋雨。找自己。